Well, good afternoon, church. I'm Matthew. I'm here with Dan Herbster, one of the pastors here. Uh, Daniel Hurd preached this morning from Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through 17. This is the first half of his uh, Christmas sermon. That wasn't the plan, but it, it worked out perfectly. So he was able to cover uh, uh, verses 1 through 17 of Matthew 1. This is the genealogy of, of Christ. Um, how does sermon bless you today? Oh, it, it, it was great. Um, obviously, with the context of Christmas, it felt really relevant, and but yet it didn't feel like your average uh, Christmas uh, sermon. Um, but really, I, as when I was thinking about the the one thing that really stood out to me the most, as far as an encouragement, um, is is when he was talking about the hope for sinners. I loved how he addressed non Christians because we always mm. have. Uh, non-Christians here or people who are really struggling with whether they are a Christian or not. And, and I loved how he tied in Matthew chapter 9, Matthew's own testimony for, here's what you do, sinner. You, you get up from what you're doing, you walk away from your sin, and you follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about Matthew 9 and how Matthew was a tax collector, sitting at his tax collecting table, Jesus walked up to him and said, follow me, and he got up, he left behind. The context would be that he was also one of the corrupt tax collectors mm-hmm. and probably not doing it uh, ethically. He walked, he left that behind and followed Jesus. So that, and it really kind of ties in nicely in my Christianity Explained seminar this morning. We really, again, hit hard on repentance and faith. Repentance means turning away from, uh, uh, surrendering uh, to God, uh, uh, ref- getting, um, refusing to claim that you have a right to sin, and surrendering and following Jesus. So uh, that was the most, uh, uh, I think, encouraging and, and uh, uh, just powerful thing that I, that I heard. It was a great sermon, a lot of great points. Yeah, to that point, a quote that I, I uh, marked down from, uh, from the sermon this morning, from the, the genealogy, because you talked about Matthew's the one writing it. Matthew mm-hmm. was a, a tax collector. Matthew had a lot of, uh, of stuff in his life. Um, but then he pulled out uh, so many of the 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 men and women in uh, Jesus's mm. line. And he says, it seems like this lineage isn't propelled by promises, but promiscuity. Yeah. And we just, we've been talking about uh, the, the fallout of David's sin mm-hmm. uh, for the last several weeks. Uh, I, I thought that was so great. And what you just said, he pulled it in, he pulled in, uh, if, if Jesus can save mm. someone like Abraham, oh, like man. David, like Rahab, uh, Jesus can can save you, and mm-hmm. so Amen. speaking that to to non Christians, I, I thought that was a great way to um, to talk to them uh, in this sermon. Um, Daniel talked about <laughs> how some people find the genealogies boring, and I, I'll be honest, m- most of the time when I get to a genealogy, uh, not so much anymore because I've I've heard sermons like this mm-hmm. before where I'm like, oh, there's there's really something to 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 be pulled from this. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, that when you're reading it, when you just sit down and, and you know, mm-hmm. if you're doing your daily Bible reading and you pull up and, and it just happens to be yeah. a, a long genealogy and you're always like, oh man, uh, numbers or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to that person who says genealogies are just boring? I can just skip that part. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, first of all, there's an important reason uh, why they should be encouraged that there are genealogies in the, the Bible. I had a Bible teacher back in college who said, how many fairy tales do you know of that say, <laughs> and then Rapunzel begat so-and-so begat so-and-so begat so-and-so who begat Bob who has a body shop around the corner. Mm-hmm. Like th- these are real people. The Bible is not, is, is uh, claiming to be 
uh, real accurate history, real accurate uh, account here. And, it, and the, you see a spine of genealogies, family trees throughout both the Old and the New uh, Testament. So there's, there's that just encour encouragement from the authoritativeness of the scriptures and of the, the account of both the Old and the New Testament. Um, that and there's just it's an invitation to research the lives of these people, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, ancestry, uh, people finding their their um, ancestry, their genealogies, or doing even DNA tests to find out where they come from. We can understand the appeal of that, right? Well, this is these are this is the spiritual heritage. This is like uh, tracing uh, the line of our faith through different generations and the promises God made uh, mm -hmm. to these lines. And then really, you know, the, the most importantly here, this genealogy in particular is connecting Christ to David and to Abraham. Mm -hmm. um, and I loved how, uh, you know, uh, Daniel brought out almost the chiastic structure of David in the center, both with the, the numbers and in just in the middle of it. And that which amazingly connects, again, the, the sermon series that Kyle's been doing in Second Samuel to here normally. Uh, during this time, we're talking about the, the job Kyle did in, in, in uh preaching Christ from the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Well, here's a neat example of how we can uh, tie Christ to the promises of the Old Testament. This genealogy is uh, crying out for us to connect uh, uh, Christ to the promises of Abraham, that all the nations of the earth would be blessed through Abraham, uh, the, the promises made to King David of a, someone who would, uh, that the throne would not die out, that it would be an eternal throne. Well, mm. and then the exile, like, well, there's no more kings after the exile. Like, how is this promise going to be fulfilled? It's fulfilled, it's fulfilled in great David's greater son, Jesus Christ. And then it, this will also help us in under, appreciating other genealogies, especially genealogies that take Christ all the way back to Adam. Mm -hmm. um, spoiler alert, and, and maybe as a teaser, but when, Lord willing, when I get to preach my next sermon in uh, Genesis in um, uh, Genesis chapter 3, 4, 5, and early 6 in, in February, uh, there's going to be a couple of genealogies there, and it's just going to be neat uh, to unpack the, the in incredible truths there, the way that it points to the character and the faithfulness of God, despite the unfaithfulness of man, and the promises uh, there of, of, of a seed, of a descendant of Eve who would one day solve the problem of uh, the curse uh, of, the, of the serpent. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, genealogies are powerful. It's just in inviting us to dig deeper so that we can appreciate. Um, and whether that's commentaries or uh, analyzing original language like Daniel did, or just using a good study Bible uh, at home that will help you see the significance of passages like this, um, it's important that we, that as Paul says, all scripture is profitable. So we need to make sure we value all of Scripture, including genealogies. Yeah. Like you said, it gives credence to the accuracy of what, of what mm -hmm. you're reading. If uh, Matthew, uh, I just wonder what kind of guy Matthew was to, to go around and, and collect all of this. He, it's not like he just knew this. He right. had to go and interview people. And, and so he was clearly you know, uh, very committed mm -hmm. to making sure this was accurate. What does that say about the Bible? Yeah. That, that there's this much detail. Uh, like you said, it's not just some fantastical, um, you know, fantasy that, mm -hmm. that like that you would read, you know, if, if I were to, if you were to put a, uh, a genealogy at the, at the beginning of Jack and the Beanstalk, I guarantee you my toddler is not going to sit around and, and read yeah. it. But it's, <laughs> it, but, but it get, but Jack and the Beanstalk's not a real story. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's amazing. The thing that changed it, for me, the, the thing that made me uh, appreciate the genealogies and any kind of um, 
uh, passage where it was just where it's just data. We had one of these. I can't remember what chapter in Second Samuel it was, uh, but it was just kind of David's exploits. Oh as yeah, a, his as military a, yeah. campaigns. Yeah. Um, I, I I remember hearing a story from a missionary where he went. I can't remember where it was, but uh, it was a, a very secluded mm-hmm. uh, tribe that he was uh, uh, talking with, and they wanted him to read through the Bible. And uh, the pastor of this small little church that, that had been planted in this area asked him to, uh, they said, we're, we're coming up on the book of Numbers. And he said, oh, goodness, you know, <laughs> they're, I'm going to put everybody to sleep. And he said he started reading it. And he said, everybody set up and were on, like on the edge of their seats. He couldn't understand why. And they were just oh. loving it. And afterward, he asked this, this man, you know, why, why were they so enthralled by this this I mean, people back in the states they just skip over this book mm-hmm. most of the time. He said because it made it real for oh, them. Wow. They, people don't tell stories and then add this kind of stuff mm-hmm. in there. It, it, all of their their the the myths and things that they thought that, that their religion is uh, was based around never had anything like this. Mm-hmm. So suddenly it was real, mm-hmm. and uh, that just changed it all for me. When I when I see a, a, a genealogy or, or something like that, mm-hmm. um, I always think of that story, and I think you know there are people out there who who read this and just assume it's a yeah. fairy tale, and that's the this is the thing that pulls it in and says no this these are real people, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm going to go all this trouble to to collect all of this data so that you can see the connections that we're trying yeah. to make. So I, I think that's wonderful. Anything else you want to add on today? Yeah, I just, to, to pile on what you just said, that's another reason why we don't unhitch from the Old Testament, because there's no way you can mm-hmm. interpret this New Testament passage <clears throat> without the Old Testament mm-hmm. and, and, and the history there and, and the consistency. The other thing is just, uh, I don't know anybody else who was taking notes here, but I'm like, well, what, what's point number one? What's sub point A? And it was just a series of promises. Mm-hmm. Like, is, is the promise failing? Is the promise restored and I thought that was just a really good way I mean and, and that's just a good reminder that you know that as Kyle says all the time outlines don't change your life but it is helpful to have some sort of structure when you're unpacking truths and working through a text there's lots of different ways you can do that mm-hmm. one time Kyle did a first person uh mm-hmm. what was it in the in the in a uh, story of Onesimus in yeah. Philemon that was amazing I'd never seen that before um but just um it just goes to it goes to show there's lots of different ways to try to structure the text or structure your your thoughts uh, as you're expositing the text, um, but uh, it's the tr- underlying truths here and the truths here about uh, uh, Christ's right as the the kingly heir of David and all of that implies and God bringing grace through so many different messy circumstances whether it's the four women uh, and the and also the men who were not perfect in that genealogy mm-hmm. or it's uh, Matthew's own biography later on um, uh, you know our our goal for believers is that you would be encouraged by the gospel and persevere in it and for those uh, who are don't understand the gospel or are kind of skeptical and examining the claims of christianity we hope that that as you consider these claims you even consider this genealogy of christ in matthew that the lord uses that to produce faith uh saving faith in your life yeah well church this is this is why we do this, the, the expositional preaching and what we do here, it's not just meant to fill your, your head full of knowledge. We're not just uh, trying to give you a little more uh, uh, head knowledge to take home. It's, it's in part to teach you how to, 
how to read these passages for yourself and pull these uh, these truths out to to look at the Bible through the lens mm. uh, of Christ, uh, to look at these Old Testament passages, to look at the genealogies, and to and to pull in the overarching theme of, mm-hmm. of the gospel. Uh, so that's our hope that that uh, this and the sermons would would help you to do that uh, in your own personal study. Uh, next week. Daniel will be back with the second half of uh, Matthew chapter 1. Uh, it's Christmas uh, morning. This is the first time we've, we've had service here. Uh, for First time a Sunday has landed mm-hmm. on Christmas since we've been in the new building. So this will be great. Uh, if you can join us, uh, we would love to have you here at 1030 on Christmas morning. Uh, until then, uh, we, we'll pray for you and we'll see you next week. Merry Christmas. <laughs>